Welcome to Fan the Flame, the podcast with Pastor Scott Owens and Aaron Owens. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Fan the Flame. Uh, we're your host. I'm Aaron. I'm Scott. We're excited to be back with you today after not being with you uh, last week. Um, like we told you guys, it's going to be kind of on and off here um, in the upcoming weeks due to obvious reasons, which is actually kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and also, toward the end of the podcast, if you listen to the full thing, we'll be filling you in on what the schedule looks like and what the plans are for our church, Northside Church, for all of you who listen and attend our our uh, our church family here, part of our church family. Just some information that you'll need to know about the upcoming week and uh, what we plan on doing to sort of fill you in on that. Um, but today's topic is one that you wanted to talk about yeah, this morning. I really feel it important, Aaron, right now because we are seeing... Well, no pun intended, we're seeing March Madness. Uh, and should we panic in a pandemic? Uh, that's been on my mind and in my heart. Should we panic? Somebody asked me yesterday at the hospital, Scott, should we panic? My answer is no, we shouldn't panic. Uh, the world wants to see Christians panicking so they can scoff at our faith and what we stand upon. They want to see the church freak out so they can say, "Uh uh-huh, where is this God that you trust in? Somebody has got to maintain some sense about them through this mess that we're seeing. And to be quite frankly honest, I'm embarrassed at humanity right now because we are showing our true colors. And we are actually seeing the depraved nature of man in an animal beast-like form of this uncontrolled consumption of well, selfishness. It's selfishness. And I feel it very necessary to get on here and kind of chime people into the reality of things that we couldn't handle it, man if this was a continual thing for us i mean what would we where would we be if we were in a state of emergency on a regular basis you know uh it's it's comical on one hand and it's disgusting on the other hand that we are selfish and that's what we need to talk about you know what is what is to be our attitude as a church and as a christian during this season that we find ourselves in you know well and we as christians uh sort of like the attitude right now around christians and not only christians but just everyone in general is people don't want to take it it seems like people don't want to take it too serious but at the same time they don't want to downplay it and make it not something that they you know they're proactive about and so i feel like i feel like there's this fine line that people are trying to balance on right now of being lighthearted to keep away from fear and anxiety and worry and at the same time, try to be proactive about taking the the necessary precautions and doing what they need to do in actually order to uh, prevent, you know, catching this virus or spreading the virus or whatever it is. So it's like people are walking around on eggshells right now for some reason yeah. as well. 
Well, you know, we live in a narcissistic society, and boy, uh, they they are taking all uh, all doubt out of our minds whether or not we were living in a selfie generation. You know, and we are. You know, we laugh at people for taking selfies on social media, but it kind of embodies the the mindset of people because they capture themselves in their own frame. And they live within that frame. And that frame does not involve anybody else outside of that frame. And so their world revolves around what you see on social media in that frame that they have captured themselves in. That's where they their life revolves around. And there is no room for anybody else. If there is, they're in the background. And these people become the forefront of everything. And so this narcissistic self-entitlement, self-indulgence, self consumption society you know self-promoting society selfie generation that we're seeing right now i think some church leaders need to stand up because it's important that we we draw our people back into reality of what a christian what their heart what their mind is to be you know bible says in second timothy 1 7 for god gave us uh, a spirit, not of fear, but of power, love, and listen to this, self-control. This comes from God, self-control, learning how to handle yourself, you know, and I don't know, this is, this is, this is something I've never seen before. Yeah. Well, how should, what, what I mean, you know, I told our church Sunday, I told our, uh, our prayer team that gathers every Sunday at 945, which we gathered to pray this Sunday specifically for this topic because, um, you know, I told our church, I said, if you can agree with him, disagree with him, you can either love him or hate him. But our president did make Sunday a national day of prayer for this outbreak. To his prayer request. It was, it was, a, it was a cry from our nation's leader to, for, to the, I feel like to the church. Sure. To sort of do what we say we are called to do and what we're supposed to do and that we say we do and that is to pray for leaders for the virus itself for those affected and i was explaining to them you know this is the time for the church to put on the boots that we say we walk in and actually do it and you know one thing that um that I thought about when he did that was it was sort of a call for people to sort of take the attention away from themselves um, think about think about everyone that's working on this virus. Think about those who are affected by this virus. So in other words, pray for your government leaders and the decisions that they have to make in the upcoming days and weeks. Pray for the team of scientists and doctors and medical workers who are studying this thing, who are putting themselves uh, to work You know, for probably 24-hour days to sort of figure out a way to control this thing or to vaccinate um, people or to prevent if you do have the, the the virus how to you know get rid of it to still be praying for them be thankful for them I saw where um, I don't know if you saw this but um, Church of the Highlands in Birmingham Alabama Pastor Chris Hodges and them actually gave the church facility over to a group of scientists and um, medical staff from what I understood to sort of turn their church to allow their church to be a laboratory for these people to um, study this thing and that's what it's that's what it's all about yeah that's 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 the church doing and being what it's supposed yeah. to be so what are some things that as christians can do or need to be doing during this time of chaos and sort of panic and and unknowing what's happening 
Well, you know, I was reading last night, and you know, I'm still involved at the hospital. They're giving out a lot of good information about the the COVID nineteen. I put some of it on my Facebook page, uh, a link to uh, being proactive. I think we should be proactive. I think God has given these uh, individuals the mind to be medically uh, intelligent to help us with infection, with disease. Uh, I don't think we should disregard what they say about washing your hands, being proactive and distancing yourself, you know. Uh, we're not conspiracy theorists here at Northside. Just let me make that clear. But we are instructed to interpret the season and the signs that we are in and have a sense of discernment about us. And I think this is a time for people to realize what it means to be a Christian in flesh and not in speaking it, but living it. And uh, it's like I said Sunday, Aaron, we must walk gracefully in this life with this jar on our head, with this precious content in it. And we are not to be jarred to lose whatever's in that jar. We can't lose what we have. And we can't, now I'm not saying you lose your salvation, but lose the preciousness of that gift that God has given us to share with other people. And we lose that when we act like a bunch of fools running around. We can't figure out which way to go to get what we need. Everything that people are consuming to themselves right now is expendable. Why are we not seeing an influx into the church right now for eternal things that last longer than toilet paper? And so if you were to shout from the rooftops, Jesus is coming or put it all over Facebook, people somehow ignore that. But you let them hear of a disease that is breaking out that threatens their life and they run into this panic and mayhem. Let me tell you something. I wouldn't fear COVID. I would fear God because the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, Proverbs says. And so I think we need to be very strong. Uh, John MacArthur made a statement and I read it yesterday and I love it. He said, hard preaching makes for soft hearts. Soft preaching makes for hard hearts. And I think it's time the church stands firm on the truth and tells it just like it is. Because, uh, so I was reading last night and uh, there was a website that put out 10 ways Christians exemplify peace in the midst of COVID-19. I love this. And I'm going to borrow it from this website. It was Crosswalk. And number one, stay informed and speak the truth. Uh, listen, learn about the disease, learn about the virus, learn about what's being done proactively and what the precautions are and speak the truth about what you know. Don't be one of these that can think that, you know, uh, well, people want to be heard. So they like blow things out of the water and they want to be like, Oh, I'm the fear factor and stealer and all this. And I heard this on this news channel. It's like, shut up. Just, you know, speak the truth. Talk, talk about the right information. Yeah. Not what you think is happening. And don't, number two, don't surrender to the fear. Uh, you know, we just read it in second Timothy one, seven, number three, practice personal hygiene, wash your hands, cover your mouth. When you cough, cover your nose. When you cough, be considerate and respectful of other people. Uh, number four, choose compassion over convenience. 
You know, one thing that really resonates with me is the older senior citizen uh, community that is within our community, with the communities around us. You know, we are so self-consumed that we uh, we want convenience, so we hoard toilet paper and 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 things that you know. I don't know what people are going to do when the virus is over with all this paper, but uh, but we don't ex- exercise compassion for these elderly. They can't get out. That do not have the means of getting to the well, those store. Those are the people Jesus said to take care of. Well, yeah. He said, take care of the sick, take care of those who are you know in need. Yeah. I saw a post the other day. Someone said, oh, who cares about the older people? It's just you know they're gonna die eventually anyways, sooner than later. And why not just let them? You know, why not just get rid of them now? And I thought that's a devilish comment. Yeah. Like that's a say. Like that's almost like something. Yeah. Satan would say or you, want us to believe. You know, I talked to somebody this week that went through the depression. We have no clue. But oh, they the went through depression. the depression, and uh, they they said, you know, we never saw this kind of mentality. It was helping our neighbor, making sure everybody had what they needed. We shared our resources. We are not that day. We are not that people. And wow. and so exercise compassion more than convenience. Number five, don't buy what you don't need. You know, be considerate. You know, um, number six, donate to shut down schools and contribute to employees out of work. That's a big one right now. You know, I think it's very important, uh, Aaron, that we we think about, especially in our area, a lot of people losing their jobs. It's really heavy on our hearts. You know, we're brokenhearted for these people and these families. What are we doing to help them as a church? You know, they're without pay, yeah. you know. Now, we're not going to pay them, but what can we do? Can we buy you some groceries? You know, us whom, whom God has blessed, you know. Uh, well, the schools, too. It's like that's where my heart is. It's like I – you know, I'm, me and Vanessa have been talking to a group of students in our student ministry who are athletes, who are academically, you know, um, talented, you know, scholar, scholarly talented. They're they're athletically talented. You know, socially, they love to be around their friends during the week. And it's like they don't have that right now. You know, it started with spring break. They had the week of spring break off. Now they're like, are we even going to be able to go back to school and, you know, they canceled all, UIL canceled all sports, canceled all practices, and that's like, that means a lot to them. So them not having anything to do has a very, it scares me because like, you know, students not having anything to do, it just opens the door for them to find something to do that's not beneficial to them spiritually or, you know, physically. And so, and I thought about seniors this year who may not, there's a chance, we don't know, but there's a chance they may not get to walk a stage or, you know, finish out, you know, what they started. And that they worked so hard for for twelve years, and it, that's that's another people group that we need to show compassion to. I think so. They don't understand our children, our our, our youth, our high school, middle school, elementary. They don't understand what's going on. So you parents, uh, like I said, go on that website that's on my Facebook page and get informed and and share with them. Sit them down and talk to them. Uh, number seven, don't isolate yourself from the body of Christ. You know. Uh, number eight, be the church. Be the church, you know. Uh, number nine, unleash the power of prayer. Uh, we ought to be, you know, I remember you were little when 9-11 took place in this nation. Boy, our nation was just all about prayer for two weeks. Uh, you know, right now everybody's about prayer. Everybody's about turning to God. You know, you know when COVID ends, and it will, uh, when, the, when the coronavirus settles down, will people be that passionate about prayer? You know, we pray in a moment of desperation, uh, number 10, put your hope and trust in Jesus, you know, put your hope and trust in him. God is still on the throne. People God, if you think COVID took God by surprise, you are very misunderstood uh, of who God is. 
God is very much aware of what's going on in this nation. And uh, rightfully so. He's trying to turn our hearts back. You know, the lady that asked me yesterday, should we panic here? Quoted 2 Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. Jesus, God said, I'll heal your land. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like people are like, oh, my gosh, what are we supposed to do? They're blaming this and putting this on other nations. And, like, they're thinking, oh, it's, you know, this is a war breaking out. It's like this is this is an opportunity for you to do what God very well could be wanting you to do right now. And that is, you know, get our hearts right as a nation, as a people, as a person, and as a as a world. Get, catch our attention. That's how he did it back in the day. Yes, well, then look at the did. book of Exodus. He's oh, gosh. Sent, you know, just look at all that stuff. I mean, look at the, the prophets. You read the prophets. Like, he didn't speak or do anything to that people for 400 years. It's like God has an extreme way of catching his people's attention, and he'll do it by whatever means he feels necessary. Yeah, and, and, and that's a great point, Aaron, you made. And you, know, you think about the plagues in Egypt, God sending those plagues on the land. And, uh, man, it woke it woke. It woke a ruler up. It woke Pharaoh's clean up out of his sleep, man. I mean, I mean, it he woke was... him up. And I think God is wanting to wake us up. And what do me and you do as pastors? What do other pastors do? You know, uh, we don't feed into the panic. We don't do this. You know, we have to be leaders. Okay. I want to plug in something right here real quick. I am so tired of the leadership of the church attacking one another. It is, it is ridiculous that we fight amongst ourselves, that even though we may not be the same style, the same uh, look, we may not dress the same, you know, our preaching styles may be different. Right now is not the time to be attacking each other because we are feeding the panic you know, and even though you may not agree and, 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 and with what they're doing, it is not your business to fix them. We have got a issue on hand right now that people are running scared. And let me tell you what panic is, Aaron. Panic is a lack of trust in God. And listen, people that aren't of the faith, that aren't believers, that don't read the Bible every day, they don't know what it means to trust God, you know. And uh, Psalms 23, yea, though I walk through the valley, they may not see an end to this valley. We who believe in Christ know that we walk through it. We're not going to be stuck in it. And so to the leaders, stop the panic yourself. Stop feeding it. Get off of your soapbox and get in the in the muck and the mire of this thing and help people understand, wrap their minds around it. Number two, be discerning, make adjustments to church and weekend experiences. And I think you're going to talk about that after the podcast, aren't you not? What we're going to be doing here at Northside. Yeah. Uh, Number three, stay updated. Uh, Keep people updated. You know, I think it's, I feel Aaron, uh, as a leader of Northside that God has given us the oversight of, of his people, the flock of God. I think it's uh, it's important that you and I are on the internet reading about COVID-19, learning it uh, about ourselves uh, so we can help our people understand uh, the best that we can. We're not medical experts by no means, but helping our people understand, hey, this is what we're reading. This is what we're hearing from medical professionals. I think we ought to stay up to date on what's going on, you know, 
don't throw it uh, off to the side to the peripheral vision. Keep it at the forefront because, you know, Jesus was all about current events of his time. And uh, number four, focus on being present online. You know, I felt it necessary to get back on Facebook during this time to help people have some peace uh, with the help of the Lord. Uh, pray for health and safety of your people. You know, number six, lead the call to faith. You know, lead the call to faith. And so... Uh, it's not happening right now. Well, it's the one I want to address right now is make being discerned, be discerning about you know, church services, how are you going to do them, when you're going to do them, if you're going to cancel, if you're not going to cancel. It's a very real thing um, for pastors to deal with. And I don't think people understand, you know, most people, and I'm not, I'm not saying all people, but most people, they think, oh, church is canceled. That's great. We get a week, we get a, you know, Sunday off or we get a Wednesday night off. I don't, I don't think people understand how hard it is for a pastor, how hard it is for a church leader to have to cancel or, you know, move a church service, you know, out of the church itself and onto an online platform or whatever it may be, how hard it is on us, on, on people to do, on church pastors to do that. You know, we sit, we sit and devote so much time into studying and preparing and praying for God to move in our congregation and in our churches. And then for that to not be able to happen in the church, you know, itself in the, in the place where we gather and meet, it's hard and it's heartbreaking and it's 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 it takes a toll on pastors. You know, I um, was talking to a group of guys. You know, this past weekend who were kind of forced to not have church this weekend. They were it was kind of out of their control, and it kind of scared me because I'm like, wow, it's just that easy for the government or for your state to say you can't do it. And the the that that that's more fearing to me than than a virus. It is. That that scares me more than a virus is. The spiritual condition and mental condition of people and pastors who are being told, no, you can't have church. Yeah. And you know, pastors can't be rebels either. We can't be rebels here. We've got to be respectful. Uh, we're trying to honor God and win, a, win people to Christ and, 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 and lead people into a trusting, loving, vital relationship with God. We can't be rebels and, and make our faith foolish. Uh, God never told you to exercise foolish faith. He's not looking for this militant mindset amongst his leaders. Uh, and you say, well, I'm not going to compromise. The government's not going to tell me what to do. No, that's true. Uh, I see. I know that. Uh, I understand that that perspective. But if I'm going to honor God and my government says, hey, you can't meet more than 10 people in a, in a place. uh Here's the deal. I want to keep my, I want to keep God's people safe. Yeah. You know, I don't want us to get this. I don't want this thing to be an outbreak uh, just because I, I decided I needed to be heard. There's other means of being heard. Well, and that's and that's why we live in such a, a blessed day and age where we thank God can move a message or a service to an online platform for people to be at home. And, and watch and listen to and be a part of through a computer or a phone or a TV. It's like, honestly, thank God that we have that ability and capability, which is what we are actually going to be doing tomorrow for our midweek service, our Wednesday night service. All of you who do attend Northside, um, we are not having a normal gathering here at the church. We are moving our message, our teaching to um, an online platform, which will be our website. You will be able to watch tomorrow's message on our website. It will be a video. 
Um, but as of tomorrow, you're not going to be able to, you're, we don't want you guys to come to the church and gather together just out of respect for the one to have advised that not to happen. Um, as of Sunday, Sunday service is still on. We do want you to come and be a part of the gathering Sunday. Uh, like Dad said at the beginning, do not forsake the assembling of each other coming together in one place. Uh, when we do come together, let's just be smart about it. Don't sit shoulder to shoulder. Don't high five. Don't hug. Don't kiss. Don't, you know. Whatever you just, do. Just come in. Be respectful. Be thoughtful. Distance yourself. Spread out all over the church. The church is big enough for you to do that. So Sunday come, we're giving you Wednesday off. Well, we're not, <laughs> but um, but we want you to take uh, the time tomorrow and just gather your family together in front of a computer or a TV or your phone and just sit and uh, listen and, and open God's Word together through, which is totally fine. Yeah, I, feel, I feel like Jesus would have done the same thing, honestly. Um, so, But that's the news for you right now for uh, Northside Church. And in whatever church you do attend... Um, don't get frustrated with ever what with whatever plans they're having to make or decisions that they're having to make. Just pray for your leaders, um, pray for you know government officials, pray for medical officials, pray for your church leaders, pray for the world, the ones who are affected by it, by it. I made a joke yesterday. It's not really a joke, but you know Tom Hanks and his wife are you know unfortunately having to, de- to deal with this the fact that they're infected with this virus and i just i told the church i was like we really need to pray hard for tom hanks because we need that guy to produce a couple you know more movies before you know his time on earth is over but um but that goes for everyone anyone that is affected by this virus you know no one's more important than the other uh you pray for him be there for him be the church ladies and gentlemen go out serve your community i'll tell you one thing i love about our church is um and our community is, you know, we got people in our church who are volunteering to deliver, go to the store, gather essentials for the elderly who can't get out, go deliver them to their houses for them, which is unbelievable. Our community, um, when schools was canceled, there was businesses and people in our community who were gathering together to organize and put together breakfasts and lunches for students who, that was their breakfast and that was their lunch was during school and give them a free meal for the week. That's insane. That's what it's, that's what it's all about. That's what your opportunity to do what Jesus wants you to do. So, um, but with that being said, listen to everything the doctors are saying, listen to the news, uh, well, you know, don't put your faith and trust in the news, but listen to what they're saying. Do what is instructed. Listen to what's going on. Be uh, aware and attentive. Dad does have a Facebook page now. It's a it's a um, public figure page that you can go on Facebook and like and follow and keep up with him. It's just Scott Owens, right? It's Pastor Scott Pastor Owens. Scott Owens. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, we love you guys. We'll see you again whenever we see you again. Love you guys. Uh, we will be back. Uh, we'll inform you when we're going to be back. Like I said, just don't count on it being every week necessarily. It may be every week. It may not be just due to, you know, what's going to be taking place in the upcoming weeks and stuff. So we love you guys. I'm Aaron. I'm Scott. We'll see you guys later.